This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alex Tai. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 1st of August. In your squiz today, the Matildas waltz on. Hope lost for the chopper crew. Trump's in the lead again and a draw in the ashes. This is your squiz today. The Matildas have done it. Not only did they beat Canada, Claire, which is what they needed to get out of the group stages, they beat Canada 4-0. They really did it last night. It was such (laughs) an exciting game. I don't know about Mm. you, Alex. I was pretty nervous yesterday, so (laughs) I think they had that weight of expectations, but they really came through. Mm. Uh, Hayley Rasso scored two goals. Uh, Mary Fowler got one, and our captain, Steph Catley, scored a penalty goal right at the end of the match to make it the four. Uh, Sam Kerr didn't take to the field. She was named as available to play last night, but she's been recovering from an injury. It means that she stayed on the bench for the whole three matches of that group round. But it turns out the Matildas did just fine without her. Not only did they make it out of the group stages, they actually topped their group. Nigeria, also in the group, had a nil-nil draw against Ireland, which means that Nigeria is also going into the next round, but in second place. Yep, we did top it. And of course, with everything that we've talked about over the last week, didn't feel like we were in that dominant position. But Hmm. it's really advantageous to do that because when we get to the knockout round, it gives us a bit a draw. Uh, We don't know who is going through yet, although Switzerland, Norway, Spain and Japan have also qualified. There's still these group matches to go. They'll continue this week. But Mm. whoever it is that we do face in this next round of 16, that match is going to be on Monday next week. Can't wait for that. And, of course, the round of 16, which starts on Saturday, the thing to know from here is that a loss means instant elimination from the competition. But for now, the nation can breathe out again. I certainly am. (laughs) (laughs) We talked about that military chopper that went down near Hamilton Island on Friday night. Yesterday, our Defence Minister Richard Miles came out to say that any hope of finding the four servicemen aboard was now lost and the search effort was now an effort to recover their bodies. Miles said that the search effort has so far returned some significant debris from the helicopter. It's made it clear that the four men would have died on impact, he says, when that chopper hit the water on Friday night. Uh, He also says that there's going to be a full investigation into what went wrong. They're hoping to learn something out of that that won't just tell them what happened in that incident, but will help them manage incidents going forward. Uh, That Mm. Taipan helicopter fleet, the one that crashed on Friday, uh, the fleet is going to remain grounded until they know the cause of that crash. The Chief of Defence, Angus Campbell, also spoke yesterday and he wouldn't be drawn on what went wrong, saying, quote, it's not time now for careless or speculative comments. 
It is already the start of a new month, and that means anybody with a mortgage or any kind of debt is bracing themselves for the Reserve Bank decision this afternoon. Yep, the first Tuesday of the month comes around very quickly, and it seems slightly <laughs> unfair that it's the 1st of August. We don't even get a few days into a new month just to ease into it. But <laughs> look, things are seeming to come down on the side of the Reserve Bank holding on interest rates. Mm. Uh, the financial markets say that there's about a 10% chance of a rate rise. Um, That's especially after better than expected inflation figures were released last week. That puts our annual inflation at 6%, uh, but that figure is still way higher than the Reserve Bank's target of 2 to 3%. So some economists are also pointing out that the Reserve Bank did flag more rate rises, uh, that that's going to be necessary to continue to tame inflation. So that could be on the cards today. I guess we'll just find out at 2.30pm this afternoon. And while we're on the economy, China is encouraging consumption in their economy to boost their lagging recovery. New measures announced yesterday will encourage Chinese citizens to buy electronics and home decor, as well as making it easier to buy a car or host a food festival. Hmm. And if you want to know more about China's sluggish economic recovery, we made a Squish Shortcut on exactly that topic recently. So head over to the Squish Shortcuts channel in your podcast app to have a listen to that. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Superannuation can sometimes feel like just another overwhelming life admin chore. But as a member of Aware Super, you'll have access to lots of free online tools to help you, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you might need for retirement and comes with an easy to understand plan of how to get there. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au. There has been a major new poll in American politics, and it shows that Donald Trump is absolutely whomping the rest of the Republican field. Yeah, we haven't checked in on that race for a while, so it's a good diving off point to get a bit of an update. Mm. Uh, the New York Times Siena College poll has been released, and what it does is not necessarily put our faith back in polls, but it is <laughs> considered one of the more reliable ones. Uh, they were asking Republican voters, so those who are eligible to vote in these primaries, uh, who they want to pick as their nominee to go into that general presidential election. 54% said Donald Trump. The next closest is Ron DeSantis, who is the Florida governor. Uh, He was meant to be Trump's main challenger, but he's way behind on 17%. Uh, And Mm. interesting, when you look at the rest of the field, they only polled against the next eight candidates. None of them got more than 3% support. Mm. The poll isn't a huge one. Just over 900 Americans were surveyed, but it does go deep into Trump's appeal and it found that it stretches across demographic groups and regions. Trump clearly has not been knocked too much by those criminal indictments, another of which is expected this week. But yes, at this stage, it does look like next year's presidential election will be a Biden versus Trump rematch. 
The Ashes has wrapped up after five five-day test matches. Claire, we went into this final match knowing that the Aussies have retained the Ashes, but we were hoping for a series win. Yeah, we really did want to make it three games to the Aussies, but it wasn't to be. Mm. Uh, England won this fifth and final Ashes test of the series. Uh, We haven't won an Ashes in England since 2001. Uh, We came very close to doing it, but overnight our batters just collapsed. So just to recap on the series, we started out really strong. We clocked up two wins in the first two tests, Mm. but then we got clobbered in the third (laughs) by the English. Uh, The fourth test was rained out and it made it impossible then for England to win. Uh, Australia retained the ashes at that point, but England really did come home in this final match. It has been a huge and exciting series. England's skipper Ben Stokes put it well, saying that 2-2 is a fair reflection of two teams that have been going toe-to-toe. Dame Judi Dench has said that her eyesight is deteriorating due to macular degeneration but, Claire, that it is not going to stop her from working. Yeah, we've known about her macular degeneration for a while, but mm. she said that it's got to a point where she can't read scripts and she can't see on film sets anymore. Uh, but that hasn't stopped her. She's found all sorts of workarounds to continue to work, including uh, using a friend to help her with her lines. Mm. Uh, her quote is, you know, you just deal with it. Get on. What a stoic woman. (laughs) What a consummate legend. Squiz the day, Claire. We will obviously be watching for that cash rate decision from the RBA at 2.30pm. Yes, that will be very exciting, of course. Uh, We've also got Natasha Files, who's the Chief Minister of the Northern Territory at the National Press Club. Uh, That kicks off at 12.30. Also, Alex, it's horse's birthday today. All the horses in Australia turn another year older. Happy birthday to every single one of them. That is all for us today. If you do like the show, please leave us a five-star review in your podcast app. Thank you so much, and we'll be back again tomorrow. G'day, I'm Kate Watson, co-host of News Club. News Club this week was an interview with Lauren Sams. She's the fashion editor at the Australian Financial Review. She's all over the business of fashion and retail, so I pulled her in to talk to us about fast fashion and ultra-fast fashion. In particular, businesses like Timu and Shein, who in Australia alone are on track to record more than $2 billion in sales. Here's a clip from that conversation. What is happening is that it's recalibrating fashion as a single-use item. Mm. So when you think about something that's 6 or $7, you know, my, I bought coffee this morning and that was $5.50. And that that's a single-use item to me. You know, I, I have my coffee. Like actually is, like you cannot use that twice. No. <laughs> and so when you're talking about a dress yeah. that's sort of an equivalent price – People equate it with something that doesn't need to be valued. Um, You don't need to wear it again. To listen to the full interview, just search for News Club in your podcast app and hit follow.